Greetings. You are listening to the podcast of Ignitus Ministries, and this is your host, Pastor Tom Pillinger, speaking. We appreciate you listening to the podcast in each session that, in conjunction with our newsletter, and our goal is to make these podcasts informative, encouraging, and beneficial. So I want to begin today with prayer. In light of the carnage and violence gripping our nation from coast to coast and shore to shore, we need the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in our personal lives and in our ministries. So for the past two weeks, I have invested hours in the we hours of the morning, praying for my own soul, for wisdom, for the nation, and most of all, for the church in America and the pastors that serve those churches. We pray for the pastors and churches that we are serving and for the evangelical church in our land. So join me as we pray, and I encourage you to pray faithfully, as I said, for your own soul, for the church in America, and for our nation. Father, thank you for the privilege of prayer. There are many things that we cannot do, places and people that we cannot touch, literally, but by the ministry of intercession, we come to the throne of grace guided by the Holy Spirit who interprets our groanings and translates them into petitions that you delight to honor as the Lord Jesus, our intercessor, brings them to the throne of grace. So do good to us, do good to our land. We pray together in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen. I write an article each week for a local newspaper. And this past Tuesday, they published an article that I wrote. It was titled, Putting the Axe to the Root. So I share a portion of that article here. My thesis is that while there are many causal factors for the chaos and turmoil in our nation, I place a primary cause, the impotence and silence of the church for the past 60 years. Madeline Murray took prayer out of school, the Supreme Court, in 1973, approved abortion, the slaughter of the innocents, and in 2004, In Massachusetts, they approved what they called homosexual marriage. So, biblical literacy is at an all-time low. People profess to be Christian, but their conduct denies that profession. George Barna's research concludes, notice this, that a mere 6% of professing Christians exhibit a worldview 
and a lifestyle that supports with any integrity their claim to be Christians. The church was effectively silent in response to each of these policy decisions that I just mentioned. The removal of prayer from the schools, abortion, and homosexual marriage, quote-unquote, which is not marriage at all. So in the words of Judge Bork, as a nation, we were, to quote him, galloping to Gomorrah, end of quote. So pervasive were these trends that getting borked is now a recognized term that describes anyone who stands in opposition to our nation's reckless and unrelenting abandon of our heritage and any credible adherence to the faith once for all delivered to the saints. That's Jude verse 3. So the local church was content over those years to let a few parachurch organizations carry the banner of resistance to these reprobate policies and the spiritual decay that they produced in sweeping measures across our land. The church was focused on numbers and personal comfort. The Southern Baptist Convention claims 15 million members, yet a mere 6 million attend each Lord's Day. Why? Because those other 9 million quote-unquote members are cultural Christians. There is no such thing, but you understand what that term conveys. They're on the roll as members, but they're not redeemed. They're focused on their comfort zone. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, in The Cost of Discipleship, labels this cheap grace indeed. When Jesus Christ calls a person, he calls them to come and die. Die to personal comfort and self-serving indulgence. Jesus provides a vivid profile of a true disciple in Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 25 to 35. I urge you to read that passage and then ask yourself this question. Are you a true disciple or simply a church member? What about the people that you are leading? Are they just church members? Or do they meet the qualifications that Jesus set forth in Luke 14? Those qualifications are clear. Number one, they must give Jesus preeminence. Number two, they must take up his agenda each day. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me, is what Jesus said. And then finally, and we're coming to this in this nation folks, you must be willing to give up everything. In Seattle now, there is an entire zone in the city that is taken over by the Antifada, and you're not allowed to go there, and 
You can read about that. I'll let you um, digest what that means. But it's not just coming, men. It is here. So the church has occupied herself in putting butts in seats, but failing to disciple people. I had breakfast Monday morning with a man that has been a Christian for over 65 years. He was a member of the church in Atlanta, led by Dr. Charles Stanley in the late 70s. At breakfast, he handed me an index card, and on that card was this question, What is imputation? Mind you, this is a godly, faithful man. Yet, he did not know the definition of, or the importance of, imputation. So, this serves as my exhibit A for my thesis. The evangelical church is largely impotent. I want to read a passage from the prophecy of Ezekiel. This comes from chapter 18. It's verses 19 and 20. And they read as follows. Yet you say, Why should not the Son suffer for the iniquity of the Father? And when the Son has done what is just and right, and has been careful to observe all my statutes, he shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. There is much bantered about today in our culture about reparations, and that's a non-issue according to sound theological exegesis as expressed in this passage in the prophecy of Ezekiel. So, in closing, I want to recommend a title to you that fits hand in glove with what I've just said about the changes that are taking place in our nation. It's a book by Dr. Al Mohler, and the title of it is The Gathering Storm. And what he's documenting in very convincing fashion is the rapid acceleration of quote-unquote secularism. There is a, an active, aggressive agenda to eliminate Christian theism from any vestige of our culture. I'm listening to that book on audible.com. It's available on Amazon. You can get the uh, hardback copy. You can get it in Kindle form, or you can get it in audible.com as I have purchased. So, as I close, I want to say I invite you who listen to this podcast to join me in this prayer initiative. I encourage you to research the Haystack Prayer Meeting and then pray, Do it again, Lord. So as I close, you can call me anytime at 800-473-3764 or you can send an email to info at ignitus.net. 
So until the next podcast, God bless as you lead and serve. I welcome your calls. I'll gladly share with you any process or resource that the Lord has allowed us to develop in this ever-changing world that we serve in. God bless. Until next time, bye-bye.